Gentlemen, patriots of all ages, yes, welcome to a special post-primary edition of In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. And yes, the Wicked Witch of Wyoming is dead. And boy, did she bite it hard. Oh my goodness. I mean, just looking at the results from last night, holy cow. Liz Cheney lost by more than even the polling thought she would. It, she only she didn't even get 29% of the vote. Harriet Hageman, 66.3. She lost it by nearly 38 points. 38 points, folks. That's pretty wild and pretty messed up, but... Boy, apparently, uh, you could call this a whole bunch of things. And I'll get into a little bit of that, but I just wanted to at least say I, I am Jerry Brooks, your host, the babyface sass assassin of freedom, your tour guide through the alternate universe of Joe Biden's America, and one rather happy man when I saw the results uh, late last night, early this morning. So, yes, uh, if you want to send us responses via email, inblackandright at gmail.com, or you can check out our website, inblackandright.net. Uh, boy, uh, it was pretty wild. I mean, the, the polls closed in Wyoming last night at 7 p.m. Mountain Time, which was 9 p.m. Eastern out here in Florida. And it didn't take long for all the news media outlets to call the election. It really didn't take long at all. I mean, probably by about 9.30 Eastern time, they called it for Hageman. And okay, great. That wasn't a surprise. But even a surprise to me when I looked at the raw numbers, oh my goodness, losing by 38 points? That's not just a landslide, ladies and gentlemen. That's a full-on, got beaten like a government mule <laughs> and a beatdown and a landslide at the same time. That, that's pretty wild. I, I mean, I don't know if it was so much anti-Liz Cheney, pro-Harriet uh, Hageman, or just overall pro-Trump, pro-MAGA. It could be all of them or none of them. But I'm willing to bet it's more all of them, considering how badly the loss. Now, uh, 
of course, Liz Cheney, in her concession speech, uh, well, I don't know. The only thing, words that came to me when I was watching excerpts of it was narcissist and sociopath. Those were my top words that came when she actually had the unmitigated gall to compare herself to Abraham Lincoln and I'm, oh, and uh, Ulysses S. Grant. And I'm like, what? Are, are you serious here? This is just all kinds of messed up, folks. I've, I'm like, I mean, no. There was only one Abe Lincoln, and I can assure you she's not it, and she's nowhere close. Now, of course, the talking heads of the media think she's an absolute darling now. I said, what? She's a loser. <laughs> they won't talk about the fact that Donald Trump took the Clinton, the Bush, and the Cheney political dynasties and turned them into smoldering piles of ash. They won't talk about that because it's true. I mean, Clinton in 2016, she was rendered pretty much useless after that. The Bush dynasty died on March the 1st, which was the first primary of this season down in Texas. George P. Bush, the nephew of Bush 43, lost his bid to become Attorney General of the great state of Texas. And so pretty much uh, that's done. And now, the cherry on top of the Sunday, uh, Liz Cheney is done. She is toast. I keep saying, break out the butter and the jam, because she's totally toast. And now she's talking about possibly running in 2024. Are you freaking serious? Now, I mean, she can do that. She can certainly make that decision, but be prepared for a full-blown smacking 2.0 should Donald Trump announce, and he will. It's just really a question of when, not if anymore. So it's going to be really interesting to see how this works. How does Lid Shaney, proven loser, uh, pretty much says, you know, I'm, I'm going to run for president now, now that I've lost my congressional seat. The people of Wyoming are not some backwater people. They understood the difference between Liz Cheney and Harriet Hageman. They totally understood it. And Harriet Hageman, a businesswoman, entrepreneur, very much involved, and will actually stand for the people of Wyoming. Now, Wyoming only has one congressional seat, but hey, she won it fair and square, and I fully expect her to be one of several MAGA candidates who's going to be elected to the House, which is going to put some interesting uh, pressure on Kevin McCarthy if he wants to be a uh, speaker. Now, if he's going to be essentially nothing more than Paul Ryan 2.0, he's going to take a golden opportunity and screw the pooch. And I mean badly. So it's going to be interesting to see. Uh, what happens now, what, I mean, not that I'm really caring about what Liz Cheney's going to do, but, uh, oh, well, what can you do? Um, but now with Cheney losing her primary, she becomes the eighth person 
out of the 10 Republicans who voted for impeachment who has essentially gone down in flames. Yay! Happy, happy! And a little something to, you know, just to commemorate the fact that of those 10, 8 are gone, 2 did survive their primaries, but 80%? That's one hell of a batting average that any baseball player would kill for. But... For all those Republicans who got stupid and voted for Trump's impeachment, uh, I just want to sort of give you a nice goodbye. Ladies and gentlemen, so long, farewell, see ya later, alligator. But, unfortunately, that's not the end. It is really just the beginning. Now that primary season is just about over, there are still a few states left uh, to get through, uh, including Florida. The Florida primary will be next week, August 23rd. Looking forward to that and really appreciating Governor DeSantis, who's going around the country now helping out MAGA candidates um, with the help of Turning Point USA, uh, their political arm, and doing some great rallies. Uh, Governor DeSantis was in Phoenix last week um, doing a rally for uh, Carrie Lake, Blake Masters, uh, Mark Fincham, who all won their primaries for governor, U.S. Senate, and Secretary of State, respectively, and probably a few other congressional candidates as well. So it's really nice to see that, that we're now moving into the next phase to take all these MAGA candidates, rally around them, and to say, hey, folks, get out, get involved, and make sure you vote on November the 8th. And if possible, make sure you do same-day voting, which is going to be really important because every report I saw yesterday from Wyoming, all over Wyoming, from Cheyenne to Casper to Laramie, just lines and lines and lines of people waiting to vote. And it was, I mean, it was probably just some seriously crazy turnout. But that's exactly what we're going to need come November the 8th. Turnout, turnout, turnout. Go and vote. And if you're in a situation where you can't, you know, make sure you follow your state's rules for absentee ballots. But getting out there and voting November the 8th is the next phase. And getting through that next phase is going to be tough because for the rest of the summer, going into the Labor Day weekend and beyond, Oh, man, it's going to be a whole new level of nuts.
I mean, be ready for the onslaught of negative campaign ads, biased media coverage, uh, be it on TV or in print. So yeah, it's going to get rough and it's going to get exhausting probably in some spots and especially with the ongoing saga of post-mar the mess at Mar-a-Lago, I call it. And so yeah, now we've got tomorrow down in Florida a, ju a, a magistrate is going to see about re unsealing the affidavit. Uh, and frankly... This is the real sticking point, and that's going to be the key to realizing how badly and how flawed and how utterly just disgusting the, the links that the DOJ and the FBI will go to to stop Trump and, and all the other swamp creatures in the deep state. So this is going to be interesting. Now, of course... The DOJ cannot afford to have that affidavit be completely unredacted and released. They can't do it. They would just assume burn the country down first before that happened because it's going to name names. It's going to show what the FBI was really after. Now, of course, these stories that you hear about leaks from the FBI and the DOJ about what was actually in those documents, a lot of it is a crock of bull. And I found a story that proves the point. Now, from, let's see, this was, oh God, I got to find it. Okay, sorry. Okay, there we go. Now, from Florida Congressman, Mario Diaz Belart, who had um, all kinds of yeah, I mean I I don't know I'm I'm not gonna play the interview he did on Newsmax, but I'm gonna take a little bit of the story from there, and it it's really interesting because the news, uh, the headline at the Newsmax story, Representative Diaz Belart to Newsmax, FBI leaks could be fake reporting. Well, we certainly figured that one out uh, just within the last couple of days because Nora O'Donnell of CBS News and its executive editor put out the story that said that, no, the, the DOJ and the FBI don't have his passport, Trump's passports. Well, not long after that, here came the email from the, from a top Justice Department official who said, oh yeah, we have his passports and we're going to be giving them back to him uh, right away. So yeah, I'm not really believing anything that's connected from the FBI or the DOJ. I mean, right after, uh, right after the raid last week, you know, there were the there was the Newsmax story, not Newsmax. I'm sorry, not Newsmax. Newsweek story that apparently two high-ranking officials at the Justice Department who had knowledge of the raid had thrown the FBI under the bus by saying, you know, no, this we didn't know. Uh, this was 100% the FBI. Again, that's a crock because two days after the Newsweek story. 
Here comes Merrick Garland, the MIA AG, who said he took responsibility and he ordered the raid. So, okay, who's who? Who's telling the truth? And frankly, we're not going to get anywhere like this because it just muddies even more the already muddy waters. And, it can, and it's very confusing. But I'll tell you what, though. <laughs> Trump has his own Trump card. Now, according to his son, Eric, President Trump was watching the raid remotely at Mar-a-Lago at Trump Tower in New York City because, fortunately, the staff at Mar-a-Lago did not turn off the surveillance cameras that they were ordered to by the FBI. And apparently, Trump has a lot of footage, and he was watching it in real time. So this is not some time delay. Now, of course, oh my goodness, oh yeah, the man has money. He can see what's going on at Mar-a-Lago anywhere pretty much on the planet. If he's at Trump Tower or if he is at his club in uh, Bedminster, New Jersey, oh, he can see it anywhere. And apparently he had himself a fun time at his club, at his Bedminster club on Tuesday night and celebrating the end of the Cheney political dynasty. Now, some people say, well, that's very, uh, that's, that's arrogant. I said, really? You want to talk about arrogance? Liz Cheney better be looking in the mirror because she's been so arrogant, so self-righteous, so sanctimonious, and a full-on sociopath and narcissist. It's not even funny. So yeah, this is not going this is not going to bode well. And even now, we've got more on this craziness. Now, we have uh sort of, you know, any anybody who's old enough to remember uh Nixon President Nixon's enemies list, well, apparently there's a new enemies list in DC even though it's not it's probably Joe Biden's and a few others. But apparently, I mean, look at the people who've been jailed, probed, raided, handcuffed, charged. I mean, I'm just looking at just the news. Conservatives, Trump allies targeted by the DOJ, a new enemies list. Hmm. Well, okay, we see what happened with recent, most recently with Dr. Peter Navarro leg irons and handcuffs and treated like an out like he had just committed a serial series of murders no uh-uh that's pretty crazy and now he's still got to go through it now steve bannon uh just recently in a really lame lame ass trial was convicted of not submitting to a subpoena which is like really crazy because he was the first person to be found guilty of the crime since the 1930s. That's pretty weird. The double standards, the two-tiered system, oh my gosh. It, it's pretty nuts. I mean, and of course, there are plenty of others. Mike Flynn, 
General Flynn, God bless him. Uh, Rudy Giuliani, other Trump allies uh, who've been who've been harassed by the DOJ and you know show trials and blah 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 blah. You know this is just annoying and it's predictable. And this is what has got so many people in this country, I mean the real Americans, mad. And I'm not just talking mad, they are pissed off. Okay? Let's get real here. Let's get very real and very raw. People who saw that, who saw the raid and saw what was what the Justice Department was doing and the FBI was doing, they even Democrats which blows my mind, really. They said, that's just too far. Civil libertarians, ACLU types, they said that was too far. I mean, independents, Republicans. I mean, it's rare when you have something like this ticking off the entire political spectrum, not just one little part. So yeah, this is going to be huge. It's just going to be absolutely huge. You know, an enemies list? And believe you me, those, I don't believe this whole thing uh, after tomorrow trying to get this affidavit unsealed. No, it's not over. It is not anywhere close to being over, my friends. No, 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 no. So this is going to be really interesting to see what happens after Thursday after the hearing because I know they're going to be fighting hard and who knows when Donald Trump will take all of that video footage from his surveillance cameras at his own personal residence and make it a, and put it out there for the public to see now I know the mainstream media will probably take it and spin it the way they want but it's going to be the conservative outlets, the ones who don't block free speech. Uh, His Truth Social, Getter, Rumble, other free speech social media platforms. It's going to get out. It is just going to get out. It might take us a dash longer because Facebook and Instagram and Twitter aren't going to touch it with a 10-foot pole. But it's going to be interesting to see what happens in this post hearing tomorrow now i would be incredibly surprised if they actually if the judge actually said yeah unseal the affidavit unredacted that would surprise me and it's going to be just freak out time at the hoover building in dc and at the department of justice so it's going to be a scream probably literally a scream uh if the judge allows the affidavit to be unsealed and unredacted so yeah and they're going to use all the legal the legal gobbledygook but uh-uh the whole if you want to talk about real transparency merrick garland and christopher ray man up cowboy up and deal with the consequences because one way or another this is going to come back and bite y'all square in the butt come January oh yes count on it I mean I'd like to think that Kevin McCarthy was right to tell Merrick Garland preserve your documents and clear your calendar in January 
because you, sir, have got some splaining to do, Lucy. Yep, it's going to be a scream for sure. But the real test is going to be tomorrow. And, and you've got all kinds of legal organizations. Uh, America First Legal, which was founded by former White House Chief of Staff Mark Meadows and former Trump advisor Stephen Miller, they're asking for the FBI and the DOJ to release the video recordings and the audio, the body cam footage. Bet they're not going to do that, and they're going to try to tie them up in court with FOIA requests, Freedom of Information Act. So yeah, this is going to be interesting as well. So this thing is far from over, but I'll tell you what. It's going to be interesting to watch the hearing tomorrow. I mean, that's kind of where my focus is right now. And oh boy, it's going to be really trippy to watch. So uh, hopefully uh, after the uh, ruling by the judge and the hearing gets done, uh, I'll bring it to you uh, here on In Black and Right and maybe even on In Black and Right Live, our video uh, podcast on Rumble. So that's going to be interesting to get to see what happens there. So I guess for right now, I'm just celebrating Harriet Hageman Day there in Wyoming. And Murkowski apparently has survived uh, her primary bid, but because of their weird ranked uh, Oh, gosh, I don't even know what... I forgot what they called it there in Alaska, but it's messed up. It's an open primary. But Shabaka is still in it, and Murkowski didn't win by all that much. So this was this is within striking range, and I'd say about maybe five... Uh, she, uh, Shabaka uh, lost it by five points. This could be really interesting come November. Because it's just the primary, and because of their ranked uh, primary system there in the state of Alaska, Shabaka has an opportunity. She definitely has an opportunity. Now, former Governor Sarah Palin uh, has progressed to uh, the next level in her bid to become uh, Alaska's uh, only congresswoman uh, or congressman, whatever. Ugh trying to figure out all this thing with pronouns is like god i don't even deal with it anymore i don't pander to pronouns but anyway we've still got a ways to go uh we still definitely have a ways to go so for now i'm just gonna say so long take care of yourselves so tomorrow we find out what goes on at the hearing and i'll be of course talking about it so now take care god bless you and remember, patriots come in all colors.